This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And we want to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe. We're here till midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer, good evening. Larry, how are we feeling tonight? I, I, I'm guessing you're feeling a little bit better about the Knicks since we're 24 hours removed from Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, I and have... after watching what the Nets did tonight as well. Oh. Whew. Oh. As you know, I texted you. Yes, you did. That was, that was, I mean, it was, <laughs> I have never seen a team, like, did, did they say, I, I'm, I was looking back on, on the internet to see if somebody had said something about somebody's mom on Boston. The way they came out, they just came out like hitting threes, and it was, it was, it wasn't pretty. If you were in that fan, it was not pretty. It was a tough no. night. And usually, I don't really get into you know. I'll check in and I'll I'll see yeah. things early on. I don't really watch the first half of NBA games mm-hmm. because the most important stuff happens in the second half. But there are exceptions. Yeah, <laughs> you missed was, it. <laughs> that was one of the exceptions. By the you time just... I turned it on, they were down thirty. So that was. Yeah. There were Harlem Globetrotter games oh. that were closer than that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It, I mean, Boston, they're good. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah, they're they're really good. good. And when they play like this, they're almost unstoppable. Um, so, you know, listen, if you're the Nets, you you, you flush it. <laughs> okay, you yeah, it's an easy one to move on one. from. There's nothing to take from that game for no, sure. No. I mean, when what, what when the guys, they have like 21 points from three and Tatum had like 28 points from three, you're done. It's a, you know, forget about it. We move on and get ready for the next one. Gordon, I got to tell you, I really believe that Tom Brady is serious this time. And I'll speak for me and I'll say this about you. For me, having been embedded with the Jets and having watched him and covered him and frozen on the sidelines with him, (laughs) watching him, um, he's had a brilliant career. I'm happy to see him leave. I know for you as a Miami Dolphin fan in the same division, you're happy to see him leave. And I, I just wish... And it opens up a different discussion, I think, Gordon, which is individually based on on whomever the athlete is. But you almost wish that athletes would kind of get, and it's tough, would kind of get that feeling whether you don't want to go out on the downside. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you kind of want to go out on top. And I know that he won the Super Bowl and in a perfect world, Gordon, that's when he should have walked away when he won that Super Bowl with Tampa. But no, he wanted to come back. And you understand it. You understand the competitiveness. That's part of what made him great. But, you know, this season was not his best. And it's not just his fault. You know, he didn't have the weapons all season. He had injuries. The offensive line wasn't great. But, I mean, I just wish he would have – I just wish more athletes would walk away when they're on top rather than seeing them at the end because you kind of remember, you know – the bad, the, the last thing you saw. Yeah. Uh, and look, uh, his downward uh, trajectory is a lot better than a lot of guys' tra- downward trajectory. <laughs> uh, so he does have that for him. And, and look, the thing you can say about him is if he wanted to return, he could return. Yeah. He was not so bad that you would say, I mean, there was plenty. I thought that the Raiders were going to be the, the prime destination, but I know mm-hmm. my team was was mentioned and um, lost draft picks as a result of courting him while he was still under contract. So if he wanted to come back, he certainly could have come back for another year. But, yeah, I, I guess that, that this is the, the right time. And, and it felt like last year when the announcement got out before he was ready to make it, 
it felt like that's the reason why he came back. So now that he came back, he played another year. It wasn't the way that he wanted it to go, but he still played okay. Um, but now I think this has to be it. He's 45. Uh, he said he wanted to play until he was 45. He did. He's accomplished everything that you could ever possibly hope to accomplish. All the records, all the Super Bowl. I mean, he's played in almost 18% of all the Super Bowls that have ever been played. It's unbelievable. 18% of all the Super Bowls he has played in. So, uh, yeah, just an unbelievable career. And uh, I'm sure we saw Michael Jordan, and I think there's a lot of connections between him and Jordan because they're Mm -hmm. both clearly the number one guy. I just wonder if the next guy who we will compare to Tom Brady, if he's he's playing in the league right now, is it Mahomes, is it someone else, or are we going to have to wait a little while? Because the one thing that Jordan showed me is that there will eventually be somebody – who did not see the the first guy play, who yeah. will say that the second guy is better than the first guy. So mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before Tom Brady's GOAT status is under uh, under review. Yeah, but you know what? Um, it's going to be hard to do it. I mean, seven think? Super Bowls, yeah. Gordon? <laughs> seven Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, what? If Mahomes wins in a couple of weeks, was that two? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and and – the thing that really jumps out at you about Brady is availability and longevity, right? Those are the things. At, I mean, at 45, nobody plays at 45 in the NFL nobody. anymore, Gordon. Nobody does that. No. That, that, that was at a, a bygone era. That was, you know, you read about, uh, you know, uh, guys who played for the Oakland Raiders back in the 60s, like George Blanda played until he was like in the in the 40s, mm-hmm. you know. But but you don't, you, you don't, you don't, that, that's not how it goes today. What's the average year? Four years, three-year career yeah, the average in the NFL. So the longevity and obviously his effectiveness. And I, it was a great discussion uh, with Michael Kay and Bart Scott and, and the guys on the Michael Kay show, LeGreca and Rosenberg. And they were all discussing it, and, and Bart said it. He's like, he wasn't the athletic guy. He was just really smart and could move you around, move defenses around, and was always hit guys who were open. He just threw to spots. He was always prepared. So, you know, you just, you, you, he was so good. You got sick of him, Gordon. I guess that's the biggest, that's the biggest compliment you can have about, about an athlete. Yeah. And it, it, it plays into the legend as well. The fact he wasn't the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. right? He was a sixth round pick. And if you take a look at his career, I think he led in touchdown passes in his second full season, but he, at the beginning of those first six or seven years, he wasn't leading the league in a lot of categories. It wasn't until they got Randy Moss and, and all of a sudden they hit a different gear and then they you know got back and won Super Bowls and all that type of stuff and threw the 50 touchdown passes and led the league in a bunch of categories. So um, I, I think it's, it's great uh, for motivation for players coming into the league to see what this guy became because you're right. In terms of the numbers, it's kind of indisputable, right? Like mm-hmm. the amount of Super Bowls, the amount of records he has, the MVPs, all the Super Bowl MVPs, all this type of stuff. But when you take a look at just the the, the raw tools, which we all fought over, oh, how fast this guy is, how strong this guy's arm, you wouldn't say that he would jump off the page at any of those things. But it didn't it didn't prevent him from uh, being the the greatest. I mean, the greatest winner of all time. If you were to pick a quarterback, knowing how his career played out, mm. there's nobody else that you would take number one. No, no, not knowing knowing what you know now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, you would want him. And listen, I do think that working with Belichick helped him mm-hmm. 
because Belichick, with his astute mind defensively, really gave him the keys to unlock a lot of different defenses and things that he would see. And, you know, then the rest of it is on him. I, I think the thing that really stands out to me about him is he made a lot of no-name receivers big names and big money. And that was his, you, we mentioned Randy Moss. Yes, Randy Moss was unbelievable. And Randy Moss was unbelievable in Minnesota before he got there. But he wasn't Wes Welker. He wasn't Edelman. He wasn't, you know, some of the other no-name guys who were made famous because of being on the other end on the other end of passes by Tom Brady, Gordon, in big situations, not just during the regular season, but in big situations, in postseasons, on third down, on fourth down, wherever he was, wherever he had to make big plays, he, he was that guy. Yeah, be it Moss, be it Welker, uh, Deion Branch for a while, yeah. Troy Brown for a while, Antonio wow. Brown for a short while, uh, Mike Evans down in Tampa, clearly Gronk, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the two tight ends that they had there. Uh, when they had that for the short while that they did. And Gronk's entire career is with Brady. So, um, no, I mean, look, his just the fact that he played as long as he is, yeah. he did, is, is ridiculous. Yeah. And then accomplishing all that he accomplished. Uh, it, it, it seems hard to believe that anyone will ever come close to any of those things. No, I don't see it. You know, the, the, the regular season numbers, to, to do that, you would have to play at a ridiculously high level for a ridiculously long period of time mm -hmm. and, and, and on a good, generally a good team as well, right, to match all the wins and all that type of stuff. And then the postseason. I, I, I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, for, I mean, think about how many organizations have never been to a Super Bowl. That's right. How long it's been for some teams to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And he won seven. He went to ten. Yeah. I mean, that's outrageous. That's amazing. And just think, if you're a member of the New York Giants, you you kept right. him from having absolutely. Two more. Yeah, I mean, then you're just you're talking. Uh, look, he's the he's the goat anyway in, in in his sport in terms of quarterbacks. But then if if he gets if he had nine, uh, he, you'd be talking about like Wayne Gretzky type numbers, right? Yeah, like and, and something Bill that you could just could never touch, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to touch it anyway. Right. Who knows how the games change or how things happen? Maybe there is somebody down the road that will will match it or at least be in the conversation. But it's very hard to imagine that. It is, and you know, with the amount of money that quarterbacks are making right now, Gordon, you know, he he didn't take a whole lot of money. He took pay cuts sometimes. He didn't, you know, he worked with them so you can mm -hmm. keep you know, the team intact and, and try to do some things to, you know, help, help the transition, help there not be a transition to make sure that you kept the team together that you could continue to work with. So, you know, listen, not that, he, not that he was, you know, held a gun, nobody held a gun to his head to do that, but that's what he felt he wanted to do because that was helped his success in the long term. And at the end, he, he got pretty good pay for it. <laughs> he did. Okay. You yeah, know, okay. uh, I mean, he might have uh, taken one on the chin for the whole FTX thing, but uh, I yeah. think he's still going to be all right. Yeah, even though he's got half his salary. <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, he's got uh, he's got the TV deal that he's now can pivot to, which is yes. is pretty good, pretty decent money as well. Yeah, I think he can pay his bills on time. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> It's ESPN New York tonight, 1-800-919-3776. Give us your thoughts of uh, Tom Brady's retirement. Do you believe he's going to come back in 41 days? Last year it was 40 days he came back. Will it be 41 this year, or is he really retired? And also, what's your – what's your? I'm not going to say favorite memory because we got – well, I can say favorite memory for Giant fans. They have a favorite memory of him. But what what impressed you the most about Tom Brady? Even though you weren't a fan – 
you ha- you respected what he was able to do and what he was able to accomplish. We'll get your thoughts. We'll hear from Brady. We'll hear some from a lot of folks who are on the air today uh, waxing poetic about Tom Brady. All that's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I was just telling the guys, Bill Parcells was probably one of the most uh, intimidating guys to cover for the media because mm-hmm. he loved to play chess and bait you in. Mm-hmm. No question. <laughs> he, he was a lot of fun. And he, oh, yeah, well, I don't think so. What do you think? Well, I'm there every day. What do you, you're not there when I'm there. He was, he was, he, he was something else. <laughs> he was yeah. Something and else. he was more, he was, he had more notes. He had more uh, clubs in the bag than like a Belichick or mm-hmm. a, um, a, um, a Popovich, you know, like their, their act is, is one very one note, but sometimes you'd get him in a good mood and he'd, he'd, you know, be telling you a lot of things. And then some days it would be just the opposite. So, um, you, you didn't really know what you were going to get. No, he, he kept you on edge. <laughs> you never knew. And sometimes he would wax, like you say, he waxed poetic. Another, mm-hmm. and, and I'll get back to Tom Brady in a second, another manager like that, Gordon, was Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey, when you covered him like before games, mm-hmm. he would sit, he would tell you all stories about his playing career, you know, what he did with St. Louis, playing with you know playing Gibson and said, so, you know, I had to go. To, they told me to go to the mound to talk to Gibson. And when I started walking over, the, he gave me that look. And I knew I was in trouble. And I hit the mound. And he said, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so he always had great stories. And he yep. turned out to be a pretty good manager. He never he never waxed poetic about his Mets days, though. Yeah, well, strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's Bill Parcells on Tom Brady retiring. And, yeah, you know, that quarterback position can't be hazardous to your health, especially when you're like him. And the guy that's pretty much, you know, where he's going to be all the time. So, you know, part of his legacy obviously is on him. Part of it is on the all the offensive linemen that protected him over the balance of his career, especially the latter years of his career. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, sometimes you have a great quarterback and it's like, okay, he's a great quarterback and he played with this group of guys. With Brady, because he played for so long, you know, he, he had some guys at the beginning, he had some guys in the middle that retired, he had some guys at the end, he had two organizations, so it's a long group of, yeah, if he if he simply just named all the people he wanted to thank, like, uh, that was probably, a, you know, something he'd like to do, it would, uh, it would have been a much longer video, I could say, could say yep. that for sure. There's no question about that. And, uh, you know, Gordon, uh, thanks to Joe and Harvey, this, this February 1st thing is something that he loves to do. You know, um, he officially announced retirement for the NFL second time. That was today. He did it the first time last year, February 1st, Uh, February 1st in 2015. He won his third Super Bowl MVP award and fourth Super Bowl title when the Patriots defeated the Seahawks 28-24. They weren't supposed to win that one. Uh, February 1st, 2004, he won his second Super Bowl MVP award and second Super Bowl title when the Patriots defeated the Panthers 32-29. And two starting quarterbacks in this year's Super Bowl. Get this, Gordon. Four years and seven months, Mahomes, and one year and eight months, Hurts, when Brady was drafted, not born, drafted in 2000. That's, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I'm thankful, though, that he did not do the whole big press conference. You know, a yeah. nice video, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect, you know. If he's as good at the, the broadcasting stuff as he was at putting out that video, then that's great. 
Yeah. Uh, because I don't think we needed a big long goodbye after the thing last year and everything else. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, and I'll be interested to see because you know, if, if somebody gets hurt in training camp, mm-hmm. if somebody goes down week one, mm-hmm. will the itch be there for him? I mean, think about how long he's done this. I know. I know. He's done this since high school. Like, what year did he go to high school? Oh, my God. Right? If he played, he went four years at college. He got drafted in 2000, so that's 96. Mm-hmm. So, what are you talking? Like, he probably started playing uh, high school football in like 94, 95. Yeah. I mean, that's playing a very, the that, I then. mean, that's his, that's his entire life. He probably doesn't really have that many memories. I mean, he has memories, but not that many from when life was not revolving around football. Yeah, exactly. That's got to be a huge adjustment. I mean, he's been pre- preparing for it. He's seen it coming, uh, and a lot of people don't get the, the time to <laughs> to do what he did, but mm-hmm. that's got to be a huge life change when, when training camp opens up and everything yeah. else. I mean, he'll still be around the game because of the broadcasting, mm-hmm. but I don't think that'll be the same. No, and, uh, you know, like you said, he, he might get the Brett Favre syndrome, you know? I don't mm-hmm. have to do training camp. I'm ready. I'll just come in. <laughs> and, and you know like he to. has the reputation of, almost like jordan of being like the psycho winner like he's got to win at things he's super yeah. competitive yep broadcasting is not going to give that to him no it's not it's not so maybe ownership of a team like jordan did maybe that maybe that's what does it i don't know yeah. i think he's going to have to come to the realization gordon that there's nothing that's going to be able to replace what he felt during his years in football he has to move. He has to totally close that door and move on to totally something else. There's, he's not going to find anything other than playing at the highest level, which he's been and been successful at the highest level. Although he will tell you, I didn't win all the Super Bowls, but nevertheless, I'm seven out of the 10. It's not bad. Uh, he's going to, it's not going to be the same. And he's going to have to try to find a way to find competition and success that and fulfillment in something other than being on the field. And, Broadcasting, if any, if anything, it's probably going to frustrate him more and more. I would think so. Sitting there watching video, like, yeah, I, I could be better than him. What yeah. am I doing sitting up here? It's going to get, it's going to get his juices flowing again. Uh, yeah. Look, I hope that he is retired for good. You know, you don't want to see anybody go out uh, at the end of the rope or whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully that um, you know he does not come back and you know, I mean, forty, <laughs> he's forty five, forty six years old. Yeah. Uh, he was just asking for trouble. It kind of felt that way coming into the year when all the linemen were going down for the Bucks, and and you're thinking to yourself, maybe maybe this is how it's going to end. Uh, mm-hmm. It did not end great, but it ended better than that. Um, yeah, I just don't know what he's going to do with him because I, I, I mean, the broadcasting thing. I, maybe he really enjoys it. Maybe he really gets into it, and he can refocus his way right. that way. But I would just think that if if you're that competitive, that I don't know that that's going to feed that fire the way that. I don't know what else would, right? Like he's competing yeah. in the most popular sport at the highest level, and now he's gonna go call the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that that's that's the same the same level for him yeah. or anyone. And, and not just competed, Gordon, but been extremely successful. And yeah, see, that's, right. That's what exactly. makes it even worse. That that's what makes. See, so I guess really he's got to. I mean, you can't have him in the studio. He's got to be almost like an analyst at the game. I mean, you can't. Can you imagine him sitting in the studio for eight hours trying to sit there, trying to go through pregame and halftime and no, and postgame? Out of his skull. He he would go it's mad. It's a long day. Yeah, no, absolutely. He'd go mad. He'd have yeah. to. 
you know, at least if he's traveling, he can go to the practices and, you know. Be around be the coaches, to the, talk yeah. to the players. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Be, yeah, I be. would think he's going to be he, he's going to be on that number one team, right? It's going to be yeah. him and, and, and Burkhardt for Fox. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I mean I think Greg Olson's been fantastic. I really he has done. He's been very um, good. He's been, and sometimes it takes guys a little while to to kind of adjust to it. I thought he, uh, he he's ahead of it too. Like he's always yeah. kind of thinking ahead of the game. He's not mm-hmm. just telling you what happened. He's kind of like that half beat ahead of of what's going to happen next. So I thought he's been great. So maybe it'll be a three man booth. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's going to be a big adjustment for for Brady. No question. It is. It is. The New York Islanders 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. And ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Seattle Kraken at home on February 7th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down the contest, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. When we return, we have another guy weighing in on Tom Brady. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. Release the Kraken! This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The New England fans feel, right? Do, do, do you think that they are like, well, could you... Could you bring him back one day so he could sign and retire a, a New England Patriot? And what what hat, what hat is he going to wear when he goes in? I mean, you know what hat what hat he's going to wear? He goes into the you know he goes into mm-hmm. the hat, but you know he's going to be right. a New England Patriot. He goes into the Hall of Fame with all due respect to Tampa, um, you know. But I wonder how the, I mean, the hardcore New England Patriot fan has got to feel like we kind of wish he could have finished his whole career here. Yeah, probably. Um... And I don't know. They might be a better team if he came back right now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I know he doesn't want to do that. But yeah. uh, out of all the places that he could have gone, that's another place he could have went. Yeah. And, and I think that would have. I mean, think about that. Here's a guy who's 46 years old, and there's still teams that would have been better off if he would have signed with them. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's amazing. It is. It is. And you know what it really it, what it really speaks to is look, we'll be talking about the draft before you know it and mm-hmm. picks will be made or oh this is a good pick, bad pick, all these picks. It just shows you in every position, but especially at the quarterback position, these guys are not ready-made things. They they come into the league and coaching plays a big part of it. Tom Brady it, first off if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt, maybe yeah. we never find out who Tom Brady is. That's right. Yeah. And and then if he's not in that right situation, maybe we never find out who Tom Brady is. So the fact that he's a sixth round pick, the fact that you know the physical attributes don't jump off the page at you. We talk about all these quarterbacks. Zach Wilson's a bust. This guy's a the Mahomes is a superstar. He's a Hall of Famer already, and, and we do it even when guys are just getting drafted. And yep. it just shows you that there's a lot of there's a lot more that goes into it than just the player. That the the player in the right situation, there's a very high point, but there can be a low point in the wrong situation as well. Yeah, the job is not finished when you draft them. Yeah, the job no. just begins. Absolutely, it just begins. And listen, that's what the Jets have found out. They thought that maybe they thought they had they didn't have as much work to do, and then you find out, hey, you know what? We got a lot more work to have that we have to do. And then the next thing is to coach, as we as they say, go ahead and coach them up, so that they can they are the best they can be. And it doesn't end. 
I mean, it's it's a weekly, it's a daily thing. Even Patrick Mahomes has to be coached up, Gordon, to make sure that he gets better because teams adjust to what he's been successful to. Yeah, no question. Uh, I'm just kind of looking down the list of teams. Uh, what, how many teams do you think would be improved if Tom Brady did not retire today? Well, obviously the Jets would be better off with Tom Brady than what they have, right? Mm-hmm. I think we agree that the Patriots might be better mm-hmm. if he were there. The Dolphins, uh, I know Tua had a very good season, but going into next year, who do you have more confidence in being healthy for an entire year, Tua or 46-year-old Tom Brady? Yeah, I'd have to say Brady. That's three right there. Chiefs, no. Bills, no. Chargers, no. Uh, Raiders, definite yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broncos with, um, yeah, yeah. with Russell Wilson, that's a yes. Yeah. Bengals, no. Ravens, no. Steelers, Kenny Pickett, you know, he's a young player. We don't really know yet. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, he would be better than what they have. Right. Uh, Deshaun Watson did not look great, but we'll leave them off the list for now. Jaguars mm-hmm. with Lawrence, clearly. Titans, yes. Yeah. Colts, yes. Absolutely. Texans, yes. So that's just the AFC. Is that yeah. 10 teams in the AFC yeah. that yeah. would be better with a 46-year-old Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not even counting the NFC. Commanders? Absolutely. That's one. Yeah. Uh, Niners? Well, I mean, the Niners, we don't really know what the situation yeah. is of quarterback there, so I think you could put them on the list. Yep. Seahawks, they'll have Geno back. Uh, we'll leave them off the list. You know, like, we'll leave them off the list for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, um, we'll leave them off the list. Cardinals mm-hmm. with um, with uh, Kyler. Mm-hmm. A lot of issues there. Uh, I don't know. You could might, Maybe you could put that. They're not, they wouldn't do it, but, that, that, no. I mean, if you could make a, str- a, a straight swap, I think that would make sense. Um, Packers. I maybe. Mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then you got the Panthers, definitely. Saints, uh-huh. definitely. Falcons. Yeah. You're talking about half the league could have been yeah. better off if Tom. Tampa Bay. <laughs> I got to get Tom on the phone and start talking some sense into him. Let's not, let's not uh, let this cash cow go before we, uh, we wring every little dime out of it. I just think for him now, it's – and I think you saw it late in the year Gordon when they started when the line had issues and it started to get to him you yeah. could just see like I don't really I it hurts now yeah absolutely like, like it really and and you can you can imagine yeah it hurts now and the recovery is slower so it hurts even longer <laughs> you're sore even longer mm-hmm. even though he's in tremendous shape uh still the the you know the punishment that your body takes when you get to be a certain age, Gordon, you can't take that punishment. It, it really it, it lasts longer, and then you start to think about, you know, your quality of life after you hang him up. Yeah, I mean, he's got a full life ahead of him, so um, hopefully he, he has a happy life in front of him. I'm very happy that I don't have to watch him beating my team anymore. <laughs> so enjoy that, enjoy that. But um, yeah, I mean, look, we've seen a lot of guys who played a whole lot less period of time that by yeah. the time they get to 46 you're already starting to see the impact of, of playing yeah. football for, true. for five six years yeah and and just physically like yeah of course and, you know just i mean if you and you 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 know because you follow football heavily i mean just the the dismembered fingers <laughs> that you right. see from football players is just it's scary Scary. Can't can't bend. I can't bend this. It, mm-hmm. It's got a twenty. It's got a forty-five degree angle forever. It's just like it's it's it takes a toll, and that's what you can see. And there's knee issues, and I mean, it's just so. It is Gordon. It's a brutal sport. That's why we love it. 
Yeah. So the fact of any and, and with the increased money now, the, the idea that anybody, even if they had yeah. the ability to play to that age. Yeah. Is not going to do it, especially no. at that position, too. Yeah, you would think not. No, they're not going to do that. 1-800-919-3776. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what you got for us this evening? Hi, Larry. Gordon. As far as Brady making $37.5 million a year as an announcer, I think that's ludicrous. It I is. don't think any announcer's worth no. nearly that. I don't even not think even close, Romo, right? Romo. Gordon, I need an announcer who was critical of every play of the coach. I, For example, let me give you a quick. In that Kansas City-Cincinnati game, do you guys remember five minutes left in the game, uh, Cincinnati has the ball. This was their second-to-last possession. Mixon just runs for seven yards, so they have second and three. What does Cincinnati do the next two downs? They, they throw two 30-yard passes. I don't know if you remember. The second one was the one that hit the guy in the helmet. Mm-hmm. You remember that when the, the, the defender had his arm up and mm-hmm. it hit the def- Right. I mean, to me, I need an announcer right there to say, why would you throw two 30-yard passes when you just had a successful seven-yard run? Give it mix in again. Let them prove. Let the, let the other team prove they can stop you from running. You know? Or I need an announcer in the, the first game, the San Francisco game. When they didn't see the replay, when they didn't see the, uh, uh, what's his name, Smith dropped the ball. I need a, co- a guy to be critical. See, I'm afraid with these announcers, celebrity announcers, they're not going to be critical. They're, but no, gonna... none of them, none of them are. None mm-hmm. of them are. I mean, Gordon, isn't it yeah. awful, though? Yeah, it is. Uh, now, look, I, like, I liked Romo because he was telling me things. I like to learn things. Like, I'm a fan, but I didn't play the game. I want somebody that played the game to show me things. And, you know, when he was predicting what play was going to happen, that's all well and good. That doesn't enhance my thinking. To me, see, I like a guy like Bob Wischusen on radio. He always is more than Marty Lyons. He's always questioning play calling or always questioning decisions. Bob's Why fantastic. would you go for it? You know, and right. I need yeah. that because I'm questioning but it myself. None of the TV so, guys are critical. They're anymore. not going to do it. A- no. Everybody's the no, greatest. This guy's no. one of the great. I mean, Collinsworth is the worst for it. Every guy that plays that he mentions, Thanks, he's one of the best. He's one of the. This guy's one of the top guys at his position. Everybody, nobody's wrong and nobody's bad. Nobody blows a play. Yeah, yeah no, it's very frustrating. It is. It See, is. the point I was making with Richard about Romo is at least he gives you something different. It's not just the same. Like, it's so infuriating to me that these guys clearly know so much more football than I do. Mm-hmm. But nothing that they're doing is displaying that to me right. <laughs> as the right. viewer. Now, maybe yeah. they want to just keep it. At, they've been instructed to keep it at a level so that the, 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 more, the more casual fan can get something out of it. But the diehard fan, there's not anybody out there who – and look, I don't need them to be crushing players or, or anything like that. But Here we yeah, go. When, when a play is blown, you got to call it as a blown play, not just mm-hmm. – oh, this, guy, this guy's just so great. And, and, and oh, oh, my God. The, the, and I get it. He's the best guy. But he could, he could fall and trip over his own feet, <laughs> and it would be like, wow, Patrick Mahomes. Look at the way that he – what he did there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's – it's a bit much. Stop it. It would be, look how he, look, listen, obviously there was something He didn't throw an interception field. there, Larry, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he could have threw it away. That's mm-hmm. a smart he play He didn't panic. Yeah, he just he fell down. Yeah. He fell down. And guess what? He even gained two yards. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It is. Uh, it's funny. You would understand coaches. Like, I wouldn't expect Sean Payton to be critical. I wouldn't expect former coaches because, you know, you might want to get back into it. So I, I kind of get that. But former players, Gordon, come on. They're not going back. They're not going. Nobody's yeah. calling them back. And, and, and if, look, if anybody can be critical because of the achievements that they've had in their career, you would think that Tom Brady would be that guy. I doubt that he's going to be that type of, of analyst uh, when he gets in there, but we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll see. find out. And, and look, I, I, said, I said Collinsworth, uh, John Gruden, he was by oh. far the worst. And, and it, was, it would drive me up a wall because when Gruden w- first broke in, everybody was like, oh, isn't Gruden great because he would do all this shtick? Mm-hmm. But he wasn't telling – the, the technical stuff was so technical it didn't have any value for, the ca- right. for, for, a, for a sports fan. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he was another one. Everybody's great. Everybody's the best. Every, you know, give me, give me something. Come on. Give me yeah. something. But yep. maybe it's not for me. Maybe. Maybe. Because I'll look. I'll be honest with you. I watch these. Uh, I don't watch them, but I see the promos for these pregame shows. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I oh, we're going to have this person on and that person on. I said to my wife, who is this for? Who are, who are these pregame shows for? Mm-hmm. I, Larry, there's nothing I enjoy more than NFL Sundays. And, and right, obviously, because I'm a Dolphin fan, regular season. Because when the play, <laughs> playoffs come around. But the, what, that first Sunday where you got all the games, yeah. I go down in the basement, I got all the games on my two TVs, and it, it's fantastic. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm not watching. As much as I love football, I watch the draft, Larry. I yeah. watch day three of the draft. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't get enough of it. The, the out of my show. way on football Sundays. Out of my way. The pregame shows have absolutely no. The postgame shows absolutely no appeal to me. Yeah, it's right. the games themselves. So I, I don't you're know. Right. Obviously, I'm I'm a weirdo. No, you're not a weirdo. And the worst pregame show we're going to see in a couple of weeks. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my. oh my god! That is the worst pregame show oh. of all. You'll see it in a couple of weeks. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Come on back to ESPN New York tonight. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. If you're a Jet fan, I would think that that would make you feel a little better about Nathaniel Hackett because, to be honest, the Jet fans that, I, that I've heard are not real enthused about Nathaniel Hackett, Gordon, because I think they view that they're getting the same Nathaniel Hackett. And listen, they might they took, it could turn out to be right. I don't think so. They might be right. But they seem to think that it's a fait complete that they're getting the same guy who couldn't figure out uh, clock management or anything else with Denver last season. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're, we went through this. There, there's plenty of uh, assistant coaches who, when they get the chance to be head coaches, can't hack it. Uh, for lack of a better word, and he was certainly uh, a, a perfect example of that. Uh, now, I do think that that whole plan out there was <laughs> was really faulty where they thought they were going to get him because they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and then they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, and then they tried to pivot to uh, Russell Wilson, and it was a complete disaster in every sense of the word. So uh, I would not put too much into that. Uh, it's funny to me that this go-round – it seems like the people in the know, the, the real news gatherers and the news mm-hmm. breakers are continually pointing out that just because the Jets got Nathaniel Hackett does not mean that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. But it feels like to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like to me all those same people 
were the ones who were tolling me last offseason. Well, Nathaniel Hackett went to Denver, so that's a good sign that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Denver. <laughs> so they, they got to make up their mind. It almost feels like they got burned last time, so now they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna switch it up. Here's what I did, Larry. I was busy today. Okay, what'd you do? I got on the computer, mm-hmm. and look, this, this Aaron Rodgers story is not going away, but no. there's not, uh, it, it's not going to be the type of thing where there's going to be news every day or there's not going to be movement every day. So what I did is I hopped on my computer, I, I checked out some websites, and I put together an algorithm oh. where every day I will uh, input what the, the news is, what the stories are, what the smoke is about... Aaron Rodgers. These and computers Jets. stink. And it will spit out the odds, the percentages of what the chances of Aaron Rodgers being a Jet are. Oh. And it'll, it could go up, it could go down. So I don't know. Uh, let me let me uh, let me hit a couple of keys here. Hold on. Let me... All right. And then we do this, and then we go there, and then we do this, and it... beep beep boop boop beep beep beep. All right, so right now it says the odds of uh, Aaron Rodgers being the Jets' quarter, 47%, Larry. Hmm. 47%. That's what we did. No, this is not a joke. This is a real computer program that I was on the GPT chat. I put in all the numbers where they're supposed to be. Now, maybe we need to get some better sound effects for the next time we do this, but Mm -hmm. um, I have it at 47% odds that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Jets quarterback. That's after this latest soundbite. So if there's a new soundbite tomorrow, or if there's a new angle tomorrow, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll reevaluate them. But right now, almost a 50-50 call. All right, so that's not bad. Yeah. That's not if bad. you want, I can, I've got the Magic 8-Ball here as well. I can, I can ask that if you want. I can, <laughs> I can shake that. We used to use the Magic 8-Ball for, uh, for Adam Gase's play calls because I felt <laughs> like if we had a Magic 8-Ball on the sidelines that it would have been more effective than... Um, than Adam Gase is the head coach. Uh, so is Aaron Rodgers going to be, Magic 8-Ball, the next Jets quarterback? Let me shake it up here. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, beep. No, there's no sound effects for the Magic 8-Ball. Come on, that's ridiculous. Uh, my sources say it's very cloudy. Mm. And I need, I need better glasses. My sources say yes. Hmm. So even the Magic 8-Ball, the Magic 8-Ball agrees with the, uh, the Gordon Damer, Aaron Rodgers logarithm. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Larry. Interesting. Big news. Interesting. Oh, it's yeah. huge. It's That's huge. breaking news. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's so we'll good. check in with the Magic 8-Ball. I paid yeah, for it, should. so I may as well use it for something. Adam <laughs> Gase has been out of town. It's been sitting on the desk for the last two years. Yeah, it, and it was it would have been great after the first scripted plays. Oh, After the God. first 15 plays, he was lost. 15 plays would be great. First scripted plays, <laughs> well, they always right great. up and down the, the field. Would, Bang. The Jets would be losing, and they'd, they'd show him on the bench just drawing up plays. He's like, what am Games I are going on. Now? He's the head coach. What am I going to run? What am I going to run? <laughs> He's got his whiteboard. Should, he should have been writing a, a note to, for help or something. You know, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. What a disaster that was. Yeah. It would have been. Listen, Jet fans will tell you, Gordon, it would have been nice if he had been watching the game instead of them. Yeah. You would say them winning that game that would have gotten them Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God. (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh, the Jet fans. I feel for him. I really do. Having dealt, talked to them for a lot over these past couple of years, I really feel for them. And what's funny is that they'll always say, well, you know, you listen to the fans long enough, you'll be sitting with them. The Jet fans' track record, at least recently, has been a whole lot better than the, the, than the track record of the team. That's like, right, yeah. When, when, when Adam Gase was hired, it was almost unanimous 
mm-hmm. from the fan base. Yep. This is yep. this is a disaster. And you know what? Right. It was. They were right. They were right. There's no question about it. They were 100% right. And, um, you know, hopefully they're wrong about um, Hackett, though, this time. I hope they're wrong about Hackett because, listen, when you don't score a touchdown in two games, Gordon, somebody's got to go. It's got to be the OC. Had to be. There's no other way. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, that that was a disaster. And I would just say this. It really, and we talked about this a bunch already, it's about the quarterback. Think about mm-hmm. the, the good quarterbacks in the league and whether or not you even know their offensive coordinators. Yeah. And for as long as Jet fans have been yelling and screaming about Jet offensive coordinators, think about the quarterbacks that they had to work with. And yeah. would they have been better? Would they have been better coordinators if they had more talent at the position? So if you get Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that you're going to be complaining too much about Nathaniel Hackett because it'll be about Aaron Rodgers. Well, and and Rodgers will be will have the obvious ability to ixnay any play that he don't want to run. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. It's about he'll come in and tell you how to do it because right now it's pretty clear the Jets um, the past few years have not known how to do it at least on offense. They have not. They have not known. Gordon, the New York Knicks have another game tomorrow night. uh, There's been a lot of conversation still about the play calling on the last play in the in the regulation of last night. And also with the trade deadline just, you know, what, eight days away, there's some conversation on what will they do. We'll hear from our Alan Hahn and Tom Thibodeau. We'll talk about that play again. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN New York. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, beep. 